Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. We had a lot of plays. I don't know if it affected them much there in the second half, certainly in the fourth quarter. You know, I thought we had a good time of possession, and um, that's, you know, sometimes when, you know, you make the most plays. So we, we moved the ball decent. We just couldn't get the points on the board and uh, for one reason or another. But uh, in the end, it feels a lot better than last year when we did get some points on the board. And uh, just a great, great win for our team. It's this one sweet. of all the ones you've had. It's sweet. It's sweet, Jim. Everybody counted us out from the beginning of the season, the midseason. <laughs> um, but we're still here. Okay. Okay. How many? There's 32 teams in the Stop. NFL. If you rank them based on the order of like in which people counted you out, right? Yeah. The Bengals would be high on that list. I think. Yeah. Pretty high. The yeah. Browns are always pretty high. The on that Lions. List. Yes. Lions are on that list. I counted them out. And you were right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Was. here's what frustrates me about Belichick saying that. You know what we're in for now when, when the Vikings report to camp. We are in for weeks of oh, okay. Nobody believes in us. Let's go down that path. Nobody I, come on, you're the New England Patriots. But you need, I get it, You internally, you need yeah. something to get you up in the morning. 18 years, six titles, nine appearances in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Come on. Uh, can I, I heard you guys on Purple Daily earlier today, <sighs> which people can find anywhere they subscribe to or download podcasts. You can just search Score North Vikings and get all of our Viking shows in one feed. Uh, Mackie and Jeb with Rami here. I think the the main takeaway from last night's game is, well, that was three and a half hours of my life that I'm not going to get back, right? Between people being mad about the halftime show, it was the lowest scoring Super Bowl in history. Is it fair to say that boring game, put you to sleep? Yeah, boring game. Et cetera? Yes. Yep. Totally yeah. Fair. Okay. Absolutely. And I'm, being de- I'm not being a contrarian. I'm being dead serious when I say this. I didn't think that at all because I think I was watching the game from more of a macro legacy historical perspective. I wasn't looking at it. There are a lot of games, especially regular season games where I'm just, I just want, I want to inject this into my veins as Rami would say for three hours. Right. Just give me, what was that regular season game where they combined for 105 points? Chiefs and Rams. Rams, Like just give me that in my feed. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, I guess I, and this is going to sound kind of corny, but I think, the appeal of last night's Super Bowl to me had nothing to do with how good or bad the game itself was. It was all about the meaning of the game historically. 
and the meaning of the game within the context of us talking about offense has taken over the league. And Sean McVay is this young wonderkind coach. Nope, it's still Bill Belichick. And nope, defense actually still, if you prep for two weeks, is going to win you a Super Bowl. And Tom Brady has now tied Michael Jordan on the all the shows I saw earlier today and on the, in the legacy rankings with six championships. So, yeah, the, the game itself wasn't a barn burner by any means, but I was looking at it more from a standpoint of, boy, this is... This has been incredible up till this season, the New England Patriots, but like they just stacked another title belt on top of a shelf full of title belts. And they've been to the Super Bowl in this era nine times, not counting the other two times they went when they got smoked by your Bears yep. and again by the Packers in the mid nineties. Um I guess I don't know. I like when you when I when I think about the nineteen seventies Dolphins, I don't think Yeah, but those two Super Bowls they played in were boring. I think oh, well, they were undefeated and won back to back Super Bowls. I don't think Oh, the 70 Steelers, boy, the couple of crappy Super Bowls they played in. I think, oh, that was the dominant team of the era, and they did it with defense and Terry Bradshaw and Lynn Swan. And so I think in the moment, yeah, it was it was kind of a clunker of a game, but big picture meant more to me than oh, those three and a half hours that like weren't as exciting as we thought. But how many how many things do you look back on and and go, yeah, that that was really boring? Like you just you sort of just file away the boring stuff as okay, that happened, and never really think about it. Or talk about it again when you, yeah, when we look back on the big picture, whenever this run by Tom Brady and Bill Belichick ends, we'll look at the numbers that they've compiled and, and you guys just went through them, nine Super Bowl appearances in eight years, six Super Bowl championships. Real, real impressive. And, and Judd has said time and time again, we probably will never see anything like this again. We haven't yeah. seen anything like this and we probably will never see anything like this again. But boredom and disappointment in a game and an event like that, I think that's something that is more of a an in-the-moment uh, emotion or experience that you have. Because, like I said, you don't really look back on things that are boring and remember yeah. them. That's what. That's why. That's why you don't remember them because right. they were boring. It was a boring football game. This is a okay. This is a probably a terrible metaphor, but that's kind of what I like to do sometimes. I went and visited the Grand Canyon a few weeks ago mm-hmm. over Christmas and New Year's break. Uh-huh. My dad lives out in Phoenix. It was it was cold. It was snowy. And it was, I mean, like, we just kind of st- stood around. We just, it wasn't, like, super exciting. But it was astonishing. I'm staring at the Grand Canyon. Last night's game wasn't. Flashy. It wasn't there. It was you just, didn't like walk through it or around it. Well, you, you can't just, walk through. Well, you can. Well, I, guess, I, don't, but, I, don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what. <laughs> taking what the Grand Canyon by storm. Come on, Grand Canyon. You stare at it. You just stand. You, at it. you marvel at it. You stand at the precipice and stare off into the canyon, just like we did last night with the Patriots putting the Rams to sleep. <laughs> wow. Yes. You've had some bad luck before. Finished my metaphor spe- for me. <laughs> that was you. especially weak. I think. Uh I think your I think your examination of this game though is coming, and I don't blame you. It's coming from the broad perspective of th- this is a greatness that is is probably the last true in th- this league greatness like this that we'll see. Mm-hmm. So I think your appreciation for what the Patriots have done, and and where my big time appreciation for last night comes in is Belichick telling McVeigh. So you think you're really smart, don't you? Um, that being said, it wasn't that great of game. It was boring, but I think the other problem too is in a, in a year where scoring was at a record high and off the charts and where we saw all of these just wild and crazy games, the, the anticipation for this game and the need for instant 
gratification from our sports left us saying, what's this? You know, sure. it's it's 3-3. Three, three. So I think there's a lot of ways to digest it, this game. But what I always come back to is this is why, Phil, when, when we've watched great games and come back the next day and talk about them, this is what makes great games fantastic. You're going to have games like Sundays. They happen, right? And they might not be the greatest game ever, but if you but if every Super Bowl is fantastic, it takes away for, then from the ones that are truly great. If, so I get I get what you're saying. That doesn't mean that the game was exciting, but that also that also doesn't take away from what the Patriots have done, which is remarkable. I think what I'm saying is I don't care that the game itself was kind of boring. If it was the Chiefs and the well, if it was the Chiefs and the Rams again, and it was a clunker, all right. Well, there weren't really legacies in plays. We expected a high-scoring game. The Patriots can take an otherwise fairly like boring, nondescript football game, and because of the history and because of the stories, and because we're never going to see a run like this. I don't think. I don't think we're going to see six titles in eighteen years or nine trips in eighteen years. They can elevate something that on the surface isn't compelling and make it compelling. That's that's my core argument. I was compelled in a in an otherwise boring game because it was Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and it was this much hardware over I the was, course of two decades. I was personally fine through the first half because I thought, okay, they're going to go into this you know this this forever halftime show, and the Rams at least are going to make some adjustments and come out, and it, and it's going to be exciting. The second half, I thought to myself, really? You're punting again? But that being said, that does not take away from the fact that that what Belichick did was he took a young coach who's the next great up-and-coming thing and completely schooled him. Yeah. In fact, the, the, he just schooled him. The, the array of coaches and quarterbacks that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have laid to waste over this stretch, it goes from grizzled, been to every corner of the NFL except hoisting a Super Bowl trophy. Andy Reid in a Super Bowl, twelve years ago, Sean McVay, the you know the next generational coach. Uh, it they ended a potential dynasty eighteen years ago with the Rams, right? The greatest show on turf. And I, it, it, when you start to stack up the the bodies that they've thrown in ditches in the NFL over the past twenty years, it's actually pretty pretty fascinating. But Eli Manning. Got the best of them twice. Right, people on on David Tyree's helmet, the ball lands and he catches it. Eli Manning and Nick Foles, right? Eli Manning. Those are the two guys who've gotten them. Except, except the Nick Foles game, the the Eagles game last year. Does what they did and what you have to give them credit for is they came out with a game plan and gave the Patriots things they didn't expect. If there was one overriding disappointment that I have from McVeigh's game plan on Sunday, is it was pretty damn predictable. Do you think they expected nine punts? Maybe that was the game plan. <laughs> Let's keep They'll punting. never see this coming. But why wouldn't Let's punt nine times? But the Philly special play, right? Like that play was was fun, but it's also like okay, that's the type of play that beats the Patriots. Where was that? Like they didn't do anything. I was really disappointed. Yeah, Sean McVeigh didn't have any rabbit to pull out of his head no. throughout the whole game. Or he had them all. There was like three of them, and they were still in the hat after three and a half hours. They were know? just dead in the hat yeah. after the game was over. Just, <laughs> but, to, but to, the rabbit died. But to your, he forgot to feed the rabbit. To your point, to your point, though, Phil, I I can't for myself. I personally, I can't for three hours sit there and watch a game where not one exci- not one exciting thing happened. Like if it was a defensive battle. But there were there were big defensive plays that that jumped off the TV at you that made me sit up 
in my seat, which was hard with all the food that I ate. But if there was something that could make me sit up in my seat, I'm okay with the defensive battle. I'm all right with the defensive battle that has excitement. I can't because of this historical context that you put it in, sit there for three hours with basically nothing happening and going, man, this is exciting. We're, we're watching history. Here. Yeah, you know I, what I, I mean? think I think it, it depends on your expectations. You went in, and a lot of people went in expecting, I want fireworks, man. I want the Sean McVay offense against the – and I would have that would have made it you know, even better in the moment, too. And I went in not really expecting anything. I just went in really curious to see if Tom Brady and Bill Belichick could could – hoist a sixth title and also if you start to score up i heard judd going through on purple daily the list of horrible super bowls and outcomes from the 70s and the 80s the eight, 80s and 90s 80s and 90s yes. well 70s had some bad ones too where it's like 16 yep. to 7 and these yep. crappy games boring we've actually been doing pretty well for ourselves the last 10 or 15 years of super bowls we were probably due for a clunker or two in here somewhere the last three patriot super bowls going into last night we had that Eagles game last year, which was just haymakers all over the place. You had the Falcons overtime comeback, historical comeback, and then the goal line interception against C- Seattle where they should have handed off to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. You had a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl a few years ago with 65 combined points. Two other epic Giants-Patriots Super Bowls with the helmet catch, and then was it the Manningham catch, too, in mm-hmm. there? Yeah. The two you know, miracle offensive plays by the Giants. You had that Steelers-Cardinals game. That went down to the wire, and it was a young Ben Roethlisberger. It was crazy at the end. Yes. It they went was back and forth at the end. San Antonio Holmes with the catch yeah. in the corner of the end zone. And and really, and even in the clunker Super Bowls in the last 10 or 15 years, you still had Peyton Manning winning a second ring in one of them. And then Peyton Manning getting his ass kicked in one two years before that. So we probably were due for a clunker Super Bowl at some point. I'll, t- I'll, I'll take this over a blowout. I'm not calling it the worst, most boring hey, you're coming Super to my Bowl corner. ever. I'll take this over a yeah, blowout. You some drama, I guess. What was Sitting here today, almost 24 hours later, what's the play? What's the play that stands out to you in yesterday's game? Thank you. It was no. Hold on, hold on. I've, I've got two Thank for you. you. I've got two. I got two. It was the Gronk catch on the one yard line. Not for me. Brandon Cooks catch the football. Cooks had had the one. Goff made so a drop. The late, is your play. Goff made <laughs> Goff made the late throw that that Jason McCourty broke up. That's a nice play by the D back because he was beat and raced across the field to break. That, that wasn't play. even his man. But right. Yeah. But but the one the one where his arm is slightly pinned. Dude, you got to catch that ball. This is a Super Bowl. Right. Like that pass was a nice pass. His arm is slightly pinned. You got to catch that football. The Rams had chances. But I just, I really thought that McVay, after two weeks, was going to come out with something creative and, and wrinkles that Belichick didn't exactly expect. And as far as I could tell, mm-hmm. he did nothing like that. And uh, Belichick just absolutely took him to lunch. Do we ever figure out what's wrong with Todd Gurley? Is he, the Rams lied about it. The Rams say nothing. The Rams, the Rams deserve to be investigated and fined enormously for this. Well, what is here's let me have a question about about the injury report. So, the injury report you have to put down if a player is it's the spirit of it is if he's injured you're supposed to correct right. Okay, what if there's no danger of you not playing in the game but you're still hurt? That's why. That's why you have um, the doubt, doubtful, doubtful, doubtful questionable, question, Yes, but if you're if because you're if you're not even, but if there's no doubt that you're going to play in the, the game, o- the but you're only, still hurt. The only way that he isn't required to be on that report is if he does everything in practice, 
everything, and there's no way he did. Hmm. No way. The Rams basically tried to get cute, but the problem is with the billions of dollars gambled on that game, they need to put him on that report with a knee. That was the assumption I made, that he must be hurt, but for them to have two weeks since the AFC Championship and him still not be involved in the game plan, I I got to wonder if he's done something to get himself in the doghouse with Sean McVay and the Rams coaching staff. Well, yeah, then that's a that's a fairly healthy egotistical play, right? To in maybe your only moment, who knows? And I mean, when's the last coach to go that far? To I mean, that's going well. Really Bill, Bel- far. Bill Belichick with um with the cornerback couple Malcolm years Butler. ago, Malcolm Butler. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that didn't work out either. No, but this that one was last year, right? Yeah, they yes. just got torched by 41, yes. 41 points. But this one was really weird. Really weird. Yeah. Well, we still have to talk about all kinds of important things, including Rami's multi-course food spread that was very controversial on controversial. Twitter last night. A controversial food spread. Poor I had guy tries to cook and he gets ripped by I know. people. By my, own, by my own brethren here at Score North, That's very nonetheless. I know. And I Judd posed this on scorenorth.com, and we love your thoughts, Vikings fans. What would it mean if you've seen the full list of Boston championships in the last 18 years? It's absurd. They've won something like 12 or 14 championships just in the last two decades. It had been days since their, their last one until last night, okay? It's, it's been yeah. like 98 days. Yeah, there's been at least been a rough. turn of a calendar. How are they going to handle it if they go through any sort of rough period now? Like, let's say they go five years without a title coming to Boston or the New England area. Five coaches will be fired. <laughs> but on the flip side, there's us here in the Twin Cities. And yes, uh, we have Lynx championships and the volleyball team is good on campus, but they can't get a championship. But among the four major men's teams... It's been, what, 27 years? 20, what's my math? Almost 28 years now. 91, yep. October 91. So what would it mean if the Vikings won a Super Bowl? Vikings fans, 651-646-8255. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 from the Score North Studios. We call them the TCL Studios here because we have a 55-inch TCL 4K Roku TV. Right now the Purple Daily sign is still on in here, so we'll have to flip it on. Maybe our guy Kyle Troop, Trope, Kyle Troop, maybe he's bowling today. Troop. Yes. Troop. Mm-hmm. We can see his afro in 4K glory here. It's the best picture quality you're going to find on the market. And it's also the most entertainment and sports channels, too, if you're uh, into you know connected channels and platforms and those types of things. You can go to Google or your favorite search engine and just type in TCL TV reviews, and you'll find rave reviews from credible publications like CNET, PC Magazine, USA Today, you name it. All kinds of five-star reviews and glowing things to say about the picture quality. If you're a cord cutter, this is probably the best TV you're going to find in terms of just giving yourself options. TCLUSA.com. And you can stop into any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities as well. If you want to chime in on what it would mean to you as a Vikings fan, if the Vikings won the Super Bowl finally, 651-646-8255. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Hey, it's easy to listen to Score North on 1500 on your Amazon Alexa device. Just say, Alexa, open Score North, Judd. Awesome. Alexa, fire a coach. No, 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 no. It's Alexa, trade everybody. Judd, no, it's Alexa, open Score North. Alexa, more hockey. I want more hockey. Just say, Alexa, open Score North, and you can listen to Score North on 1500. Alexa, open Score North. Score North. Minnesota sports, anytime, anywhere. This is fantastic. Okay.
Thank you, Jonathan. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500scorenorth.com. Follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. We made it real easy for you. It's all very easy. At S-K-O-R North. I'm Rami. There's Mackie. There's Judd. And uh, Phil, you were asking before the break, what what would it mean to Vikings fans if they could bring home the Lombardi Trophy? You can get in at 651-646-8255 or tweet us. At Score North, uh, as the new guy here, uh, can I still call myself the new guy, or am I not? I oh, that... you're very much the new guy. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I got an there... email from someone today yeah, wondering you're... if we were going to bring in some actual Minnesotans to talk about Minnesota sports. No, so you're definitely yeah, still the new God guy. God knows we don't have enough of those. <laughs> I'm about to piss that guy off more. Um, <laughs> the only thing that I could compare it to, because growing up uh, a Chicago sports fan, I, I got my Super Bowl very early on in my life when the Bears won it. In 85, I had a glorious, glorious time with the Bulls in the 90s, but baseball... <laughs> Wait, but you weren't that... Happy you, for you. How, you couldn't have been much more than, like, first memory sports old in 1985. Yeah, that is actually one of my very earliest memories, is watching the Bears win a Super Bowl from a wheelchair with a broken leg because I was hit by a car. Totally different story for a totally different day. Uh, but the Bulls had their great run in the 90s, but baseball was always my baby. It was my first love, and the Cubs were were my guys when it yep. comes to baseball. So I had, in terms of one sport, not across the board, but in terms of one sport, I feel like a similar experience to what you guys have had here in Minnesota sports. I don't need to go over the history again. You just went over it briefly sure. during the break, Phil. And I know for me... When the Cubs finally broke through that wall and finally brought home a World Series trophy, it was it was like the most cathartic thing I've ever felt in my life. It was like a million, and, and this may be overstating things, I don't know if I'm being overdramatic about it, but it was like a million pounds of just being lifted off my chest. I felt like, oh wow, this is what it feels like to breathe, huh? You know, you know what I mean? Did you, did, like, did you walk around like, were you cocky? But no, what, what was your... General, you know, countenance. I was in a state of shock. I was literally in a state of shock for like a day or two. I don't know that I ever went to to cocky. It was more just appreciative and relieved. And like I said, like like I had had a thousand pound weight on my chest my entire baseball watching life, and finally it was lifted off and I could breathe again. So I put this question out on Twitter last night again because the Vikings. And and your Cubs comparison to me is intriguing because if you're a Detroit Lions fan, you, you've never been to a Super Bowl, but your team is pretty much stunk. I mean, you still talk about Bobby Lane, right? So it's not it's not like oh we were so remember '69 and we were so close. Uh, but the Cubs, Red Sox, and Vikings to me share a similarity in that your team hasn't been bad all the time, and right. in the, and in the Vikings case, you're you're through. 58 years now, and you've had some really good teams, yes. and you've had your heart ripped out. I mean, the Lions, the Lions just stink, okay? Cleveland, for the most part, this this team that came back in 99 just stinks. And so I put out, out the question, what would it mean to you if the Vikings won a Super Bowl? Because I have seen the Twins win two World Series. I think if the Wild won the Stanley Cup or, or the Wolves won the NBA title, insert your own joke. I think I know that it would be fun, but the Vikings, to me, would put this town on on its ear. And I got a response from a guy, MN Sports fan, to your point about, about the Cubs. And it says, 
One of my best friends, a lifelong Cubs fan, said it was the greatest feeling he ever had as a fan when they finally won the World Series in 2016. Days later, he was still just trembling with joy. Yeah. And to me, that's a that really interesting, it. but that's not a, that's not a boy that was fun. That's a, that was fun, but also a, a weight off your shoulders or a relief that I think a Viking Super Bowl championship would yeah. give fans of that team. It's like, thank God that's over. Thank God I don't, I, I don't have to keep the, the weight is finally over because like Judd said, they weren't always bad. They gave you years where you had le- legitimate hope. I mean, the Cubs made the playoffs in my lifetime, 84, 89, 98, 03. 98 was a game 163, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, that doesn't even really count. Because technically they, that's a regular season But game. they won, they won game 163. Oh, they beat the Braves. The Giants. And then they played the Braves and got swept yeah. or something. Yes. That's right. Rod Beck. And then you had 03, <laughs> and then you had 08, and then you, you had Bartman in 13. Yeah. So uh, they gave you years where they, they, they looked like a good team. They looked like a team that could, could do something and then just punch you in the gut with disappointment. I think Vikings fans have... Had a lot of the same experience. I think the key thing is if you have names of players or fans to identify heartbreak, that's it, right? Durham, um, Bartman, Anderson, Sandberg, Walsh, Dawson. Exa- right. But but if you can identify Buckner, if you can identify your, oh, you mean your like most, guys who screwed it up? Okay, yes, your most gut wrenching defeats with names that takes you to a place of you need a championship. See, I've always wondered. And the only way to find out is for the Vikings or somebody to win a championship. Is it just part of our DNA? Let's stick with Vikings fans because they've never won the Super Bowl. Yes, they won. They won the NFL championship before the merger, but during the Super Bowl era, right? 1969, 69, yeah, before they they lost to the Chiefs in uh, the Super Bowl that year. But technically, because it wasn't the final game that represented yep. the championship, we don't count it. You know, it's because they didn't win the Super Bowl, and we shouldn't count it because there was one more game to be played. Uh, but I, I feel like it's become such a huge part of our sports identity here. I don't know. I almost feel like a part of us likes the fact that it exists, this elephant in the room. And as a as a longtime <laughs> Cubs fan, Rami, I would be curious to know, was there any separation anxiety from that narrative that your whole life no it was just it was just to get it off my back yeah, okay. thank god <laughs> i don't i don't thank you lord i don't yes. think the fans like it i i think it's interesting to talk about but i think if you're truly a fan i think it stinks there was a caller who wanted to know rami your feelings since you're a cubs fan mm-hmm. about the white Sox winning one before the cubs Nah, that didn't bother me at all okay. i didn't care about that that's fine I don't. Did Chicago care about that? <laughs> I was there. The Vikings played the Bears that day that that the White Sox clinched the title. Yeah, and I was in Chicago, and it was sort of cool, but it was nothing like I expected. Yeah, you know how when a team wins a championship and there's like that citywide celebration, like even people who aren't fans of that sport or of that team normally they sort of they get with it, and and it's like a like I said a citywide celebration. That was very much a celebration amongst Sox fans. Yeah. And amongst Sox, <laughs> and amongst Sox fans only. It really was. Like, you, you look it's like at Hawk Harrelson. <laughs> that was really well put. You set that whole thing up to say, I don't give a damn about you. Like, you look at the difference between the Cubs championship parade and the Sox championship. Like, the Cubs championship parade literally set a record for people assembled in one place at one time. The Sox 
I don't know that there's anything notable from the Sox championship parade that that lives on in history. Except for A.J. Pruszynski's frosted tips. <laughs> oh, That's pretty much it. 651-646-8255. Hey, Paul, you're on with Mackie and Judd and Rami. You know, I was going to ask Rami about the Cubs, but I think I can relate. For, first of all, can I give my description of the game last night? Sure. What it reminded me of? It reminded me of an anticipated heavyweight fight, and all the fighters did was clutch and grab the whole time. So it was like any Floyd Mayweather fight. I was going to say, this was, Pac- this was the Pacquiao Mayweather of Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And, we're, and you could sit there and say, like you, Phil, wow, we're witnessing history. Look at Pacquiao. He's still fighting. And But who cares if <laughs> they're just clutching and grabbing the whole time? Uh, that's kind of what I thought of last night with the game. Um, what I would like in, if the Vikings won was how I felt when the Twins won. I'm, I'm Judd's age, and so I grew up watching losers in this town. I mean, bad losers in this town. And even the Vikings, uh, the only reason they were competing was because they were playing the Lions twice a year. And when the Twins finally won the World Series, it was okay, now I can die, <laughs> in, in a sense, I, because nobody won in this town. The Gophers weren't winning anything at the time, and, and uh, I, I was really too young to really care about Gopher hockey, and they, they were the only team in town winning. Uh, when, the, when the Twins finally did something big, it was, okay, we made it. We, I can finally say we're, we're, part of the, we're part of the sports scene of America now. And that's probably, I would also be in total disbelief if, if it did happen. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. There you have it. Paul, thank you Thanks, for Paul. the phone call. And a couple of other people chiming in on Twitter, at Score North, S-K-O-R North, too, that, no, we want to we want to be rid of that. There's no, I'm not saying consciously you want the Vikings to go winless. I'm saying, I, I, I'll use myself as an example. All right, I was born in 1985, and all I've known as a Vikings fan is, suffering and pain and horrible endings in the NFC championship game. And part of me personally sort of owns that, that when I have sports conversations like with other people, like that's your identity. Like when I have a sports conversation with you, Rami, mm-hmm. and you're a Chicago native and you can say, man, it's been a rough ride as a blank fan, a bears fan. And I can always be like, not as rough of a ride as it's been <laughs> as a Vikings fan. And let me tell you why for an hour. Right. And there's, I, I, all I'm saying is I think, Minnesotans tend to sort of own that and take pride in that and say it's just to be able to say we've got it worse than you. That's Can you believe that people think the Browns have it bad? Imagine being a Vikings fan and knowing that the, the Vikings I would say that it's worse being a Vikings fan when your team is never terrible and is frequently among the best teams in the NFC. Once every 10 years the Vikings have the best team in the NFC and they blow it. And maybe sometimes more than that. That's a worse ride than when your team has no chance every season. And it's totally on you. You can just opt out. If you're a Browns fan or a Lions fan, it's on you at this point. What the hell are you still doing after 25 years getting your emotions up? But the Vikings go into seasons frequently as a favorite to get to the playoffs and or go to the Super Bowl or get to the final game in the NFC playoff bracket. And they're just toying with you. And then they cut you. It's like they lead you to the cliff and then they shove you right off. Unsuspectingly. But they take you to the Grand Canyon to enjoy its beauty. And then they shove you in. Yeah, yeah. But, don't you right you, in. but don't you think that this poor fan base would finally enjoy... I mean, they haven't been to a Super Bowl since 77. It's 42 seasons of no Super Bowls. They have lost six consecutive NFC Conference Championship appearances. 
What's so, your, yeah, we we know. So this, so, the, so these poor people, Thanks. these poor people would at least like to get the opportunity to get back to a Super Bowl, much less no, win one. You and I actually argued about this exact point a year ago, and I like here, tiebreaker, Rami. It's it's no longer enough. I know that your point has been well. They haven't been to a Super Bowl since nineteen seventy seven. Seventy seven, forty season. years, right? Or seventy six. I'm and, sorry. And, yes. I, and and like going to a home Super Bowl last year would have been awesome. Obviously, if you could have played a home Super Bowl at U.S. Bank Stadium and you went to the NFC Championship game, but I, no, there is no more consolation prizes for the Vikings. The Vikings, there, there's there's a consolation prize for the Lions at some point. Get to the Super Bowl or just like do something relevant, right? Uh, the Browns. Get to the playoffs. That's a consolation prize at this point for the Cleveland Browns. If they can just get back to the playoffs for the second time since they came back in 1999. To me, for the Vikings, there is no consolation prize. It is win a Super Bowl. Yeah, there are, no, more, there are no moral victories at this point. No, not, but not I as a franchise. With, I but, I, but I've said they, they would, would just like to get to one. There are no. people who are 40-plus years old who have never seen in their lifetime this franchise go to one. I am that person, and I, going to a Super Bowl... That it'd be great. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be new. It would be new, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be like. Yep, I, I'm good for another ten years because they got to the Super Bowl. You wouldn't leave the season satisfied. No. But no, and okay. I don't blame you. Now, in the micro, let's say they, let's say they became, you know, the Kirk Cousins thing didn't work, and they became a four and twelve dumpster fire. And then the next year, okay, what are the short term goals? Get to the playoffs. But franchise goals, there are no more moral victories. There are no more. Micro wins as a franchise. I you still, have to win this. Super Bowl. I still think that it would be since since they they last went to one when I was I think seven. I think it would still be intriguing just to see them go there. It'd be nice if they won, but I just like to see them go there. Intriguing, yes, yeah, but, satisfying, no. And I'm not. You know what? I'm not really a fan per se, so I don't know. I just I just know that of all the teams in this town, the one that I would like to see the fan base get this, get a championship, is that one. Because I think there's so many people tied up with that team that love that team, and its fan base is huge. It would be a lot of fun to see the the um, demons purged if this team could get one. Okay, I have sort of a, a question. We want to get to Rami's food spread, too, at some point, mm. and our list of commercials and there's all kinds of things to dive into but since we're on the subject of vikings and do you guys think there's such thing as deserving a championship i mean as far as a fan base yeah don't answer now think about it and you're a longtime cubs fan for instance did Mm -hmm. the cubs deserve a world series or is that just you know what you make your own bed and you sleep in it because the vikings are an interesting case within that question and if you have thoughts too 651-646-8255 what would it mean if the vikings were to cash in. Not six times in 18 years. How about once in 60 years? That's all we're really asking for here. It's the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. S-K-O-R North at S-K-O-R North on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Just got an email notification. We got our 27th Twitch follower Man, today. we are burning up Twitch. Yes. <laughs> Taking Twitch Rocking by Twitch. storm. <laughs> um, Luther Brookdale Toyota. Taking the Metro by storm, too, with all these pre-owned vehicle deals on their website. In fact, let me just go to the uh, the search function here. Pre-owned vehicles. Very easy. Go to LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. You can click search pre-owned, and you can sort by make, model, price, whatever you want, featured vehicles, etc. And uh, here, for instance, there's a 2016 Toyota Corolla Sport model. Hey, that's the car that I drive. This is a blue one. Uh, I drive the white one, which is, in retrospect, with... 
the stuff that has been caked on my car the last two weeks. Probably should have opted for the blue. Wouldn't have shown up quite as dirty. But you live and you learn. Uh, $14,896 for a near new sport model Corolla. And that thing only has, let me see here, just a few tens of thousands of miles. It looks like 40,000 miles on it. And I'm telling you, I've driven Toyotas, used Toyotas up to 280,000 miles in my life, thanks to the durability of the car itself and also the reliability of the service department on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, Luther Brookdale Toyota. Thank you, Jonathan. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami. And I'm just pulling up a list here. The beauty of the internet. The beauty of Wikipedia. The question is, to what degree... Well, two questions. What would it mean if the Vikings won the Super Bowl as a Vikings fan out there? You know, just one. Don't need to be six in 18 years. Just one. Nine appearances in 18 years? Yeah, just one. Just get one one. of them? You'd be happy? And then the second question is, to what degree do you guys believe in franchises... Damn it, we deserve it. We've put, paid our dues. Over 108 years, the Cubs paid their dues. They deserve it, right? Or is it just, you know what? You, there's some good luck, there's some bad luck as a franchise, and ultimately you you sleep in the bed that you make. To what degree do the Vikings deserve a Super Bowl championship? I feel like when when you've had your heart ripped out, like this team and fan base has, that you're a lot more deserving than a team like Detroit or Cleveland, uh, since they came back in the league in 99, or a team like Tampa Bay, which, by the way, has one. So I guess my instinct is that this franchise does deserve one because it's done a lot right. It's won a lot of games. It's been to lots of playoffs, and there have been some bad years, and there have been some bad teams. But I one of the reasons why I would like to see this franchise and its fan base rewarded is because there has been so much heartbreak and there have been things. I mean, you were going to the 98 Super Bowl. There were no questions asked. You're up at halftime. Things are going great. Gary Anderson comes on not to kick the game winning kick, but to put you up by 10 and he misses wide left. He hasn't missed all year. Long. And, yeah, we, you know, Blair we, Walsh, we, we know. And, yeah. and Brett Favre <laughs> and 12 men, you know, where does 12 men in the huddle come from? Who deserves that? You know, and then Favre's Favre. And so he's got a guy wide open on the sideline to throw a pass to so his buddy Ryan can trot on the field and you're going to the Super Bowl in 2009. And he forces the pass. So I do believe that if we're going to talk about a franchise, and probably more importantly, its fan base deserving a a reward of a championship. The Vikings right now, with the Red Sox and Cubs crossed off, would be very high on my list. When you say deserve, do you mean like you just feel so bad for them that that you'd like to see them get it? Or do you mean that they're they're such good, such loyal fans, that they're the most passionate? Mm -mm. Okay. No, I think it's because... Because I feel bad for Lions fans. It's not their fault that that franchise hired Matt Millen to run it for eight years, right? It's not It's not the Browns fans' fault that Hugh Jackson won three games in three years or whatever it was. I fault Danny. So I, I'm drawing, I, I think there's two different ways to look at this. Do you feel bad for the fan base? I don't care about that. If we're I, talking about, about sympathy, I have felt that. For the well, Vikings? Uh yeah, for the Vikings, for for the Lions on some level. I'm trying yeah. to think of some other sports where a team 
has just been like an NBA team who's just been so awful. I, um, I would say the teams that to, to the teams to me that would qualify for this title of deserving of a championship have put in their work. They've played their hand the best that they can play it for the most part, and they just haven't gotten that break that they need. Illustration example A. Only four teams have gone to the playoffs more than the Vikings in the Super Bowl era. All right? Those four teams have combined for 19 Super Bowl championships. The Cowboys, the Packers, the Giants, and the Steelers are the only four teams that have gone to the playoffs more than the Vikings. And they've combined for 19 championships. The Vikings have gone to the playoffs in the Super Bowl era three more times than the New England Patriots have. And the Patriots have six championships. And, what, triple the Super Bowl appearances. So, again, I mean, the Patriots have made some better decisions in spots. The Patriots also luck box their way into Tom Brady. They Oh, I guess we'll just take oh, this gangly fella. And a great coach. Sure. they made it, But the Vikings have had, Denny Green was a very yes. good coach. Uh, you could argue that Mike Zimmer is a very good coach. Are they Bill Belichick? No. But I, I think the prime examples of teams that you eventually felt deserved it, the Cubs and Boston, the Red Sox. Right? Huge droughts, but a lot of good baseball. And, I mean, the Cubs, 69, the Black Cat at Shea runs in front of Santo on deck, and, like, they fall apart, right? Durham drops his glove in Gatorade in 884, and on Sunday in Game 5, the damn ball goes through him. You know, Buckner for the Sox, but then the Cubs come back with Bartman and all that. So I think there comes a point in time with franchises that go through this suffering and heartache where you're like, you know what, enough bad luck for you. Yeah, You know, Detroit, the Lions just stink. Okay, they just stink. That's too bad. But the Vikings, as I said, when you can go through illustrations of names of people tied to your heartbreak, at some point in time, I start to say, enough is enough. So just one more layer on top of this, too, because the the Colts come to mind as a franchise. I remember as a kid, the Colts and the Patriots were terrible when I was a kid. In the late 80s, early Mm -hmm. 90s, the Patriots were a one-win team in, like, 1990. So the Indianapolis Colts made the playoffs one time between 1977 and 1995. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs one time. How do you stay a fan of that team? So you could look at that and say, well, man, they deserve some good luck to come their way. And I say, you just made a bunch of bad decisions and bad draft picks and you're garbage. Okay. Cause you can, as the Vikings have shown you, you don't need a quarterback to go to the playoffs on a regular basis. Right. They've done it with Jim McMahon. They've done it with. Old washed up dudes like Jeff George, and they've breathed life into those quarterbacks. They've gone to the playoffs with Christian Ponder and Tavares Jackson. So you don't need a quarterback to go to the playoffs. So if you can't make the playoffs, that's on you. It's not bad luck. But then when you go through a stretch like that and Peyton Manning falls in your lap, and now all of a sudden you're one of the best teams in the NFL for 15 years, well, that's lucky. Yes, you have to hire the right people and surround them and you make sure that Peyton Manning can perform at his peak level. And my tie-it-all-up point here is the Vikings haven't had that moment, that last morsel of luck where they get Peyton Manning or they they get the break in the NFC Championship game. Because they, they beat need. the Redskins instead of trying to wow. lose that game and winning one game that season would have got him Andrew Luck. Sure, but okay. but like I'm not bitter about that. No, you're not holding out of that at all. No, I don't at all. Yeah, I purged no, it long fine. ago. So, yes, I, I do think as petty and, and maybe as lame as it sounds, I do think the Vikings have put in the work for 50-plus years, and they deserve a break at some point to win the Super Bowl.
I think they're deserving. From that standpoint, <laughs> say I, yes, Rami. I agree with you. Okay. I thought you were going for the well, this fan base is so loyal no. and so good that get that. Yeah, no. If you're talking about fan bases that have experienced a lot of heartache, who have have had some taste of success but have never been put over the top, then yeah, I mean, I'm a human being. I don't I don't like to see people who don't deserve it suffer like that. So yeah, from that standpoint, I I I I I see where you're coming from, but I always hate it when that narrative is spun that, oh, they're the best fan base. They're just the most loyal fan base. Look at how great this fan base is. Don't they deserve Like something? Cardinals fans. Yeah. And no. No. Well, the I Saint mean, Lu- but, but you can know the St. Louis Cardinals, I mean, they're just always good. I, right. I just yeah. Yeah. They're all, yeah, I mean, I for a while, they were kind of like the Patriots. Like, yep. they were on that good of a run of success, the Cardinals were. In, mm-hmm. And you hear, and I'm, and this might rub some people the wrong way. You might think you're part of one of the greatest fan bases in sports, I think almost every fan base is pretty much the same. Like, there there are larger fan bases if you're in a bigger market. There are smaller fan bases if you're in a smaller market. But if you broke it down by percentages and however you want to label them, like hardcore fans, uh, fair weather fans, fringe fans, casual fans, I think almost every fan base breaks down the same way. It's just a matter of what size market do you play in. Unless it's the Green Bay Packers and their fan base. They're special. Go Pack! Go! <laughs> Yeah, they're, they can be somewhat crazy. Yeah. Packers fans hated when I said that. By the way, when I was all those years working in Milwaukee, they re- I mean, and said what that every fan base was the same, including theirs. Oh, of course they did. They don't want to hear that. No, not they're, Packers fans. They're special. They're different. Go Pack, go! Determine that Aaron Rodgers is uncoachable and nobody can coach him. Then Rodgers has to go. They get a boatload of picks and people. Hey. I'm sure the Vikings would be happy to take him <laughs> right off the Packers' hands. Here's the first round pick. Let's uh, end Kirk, Cous- Kirk Cousins. Let's go to Steve. You're on with Mackie and Judd and Rami. Hey guys, listen. I would say that given it's been 42 years since Kenny Stabler sliced and diced him at the Rose Bowl with Blitnikoff and Tatum, Atkinson, and Doctor Death, Skip Thomas, I almost think the, Vi- the, the, the Viking fans per se are almost. Uh, I think they have it better than they should as a fran- as as a franchise as a business. Now, I know they've been to NFC Championship games. How so? Well, and I know there's a limited number of NFL franchises. I think that the fans uh, should be a little harder on them. Forty two years. I mean, like you mentioned, Tampa Bay's won a Super Bowl in in, in the interim. Um, and Browns. I mean, the Browns were good in the late '60s. Uh, early 70s, psyched in the 80s. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had a chance uh, to make some Super Bowls as well. But I don't know. It seems to me like if they do win, um, there'll be a lot more swag sold. There'll be a lot more jerseys. But we don't necessarily have a college fan base atmosphere, for example, like they do in Kansas City. If you've ever traveled down there, I mean, bumper stickers, you name it, it's everywhere. It's unbelievable. I mean, isn't uh, it comparison? That's like Packer fans. Steve, thanks for the call. They love their bumper stickers in Wisconsin. Oh boy, <laughs> and their bratwurst, and their beer, and their cheese heads. Don't forget their cheese. Oh, heads. their cheese heads are precious. Go Pack, go! Just if he's not healthy, I'd play the best backup that you have a chance with, and then going. Well, really, the, the only backup. I mean, they got Boyle, but Deshaun Kaiser is their official backup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> 
That's one of the three best calls all season long that you guys got. Yeah. Yeah. Tony in St. Louis Park. Okay, first of all, I love when you guys play those Packers sound bites. Oh, my God. It's just... <laughs> Carthy, uh, six touches for Aaron Jones in the second half. We have a poor man's Kamara on our team. This guy should be getting 20 to 25 touches a game. Go, Pat, go! Oh, anyway. <laughs> no, my I've been a lifelong Viking fan. Um, I saw the three Super Bowl losses. Those hurt. But I also lived through the Hail Mary and 87 championship games. So for me... The Vikings win the Super Bowl, I'd be happy. Just one. That's all I ask. Yeah. I I just yeah. want one uh-huh. to say I got one. Uh-huh. And, you know, we had some great Viking teams that lost those Super Bowls. You know, great players. But they just couldn't get it done in the in the big game. So yeah, just give me one. I'll be happy. Yeah. I would I would even argue in terms of how history is portrayed. This is a big if because you're going up against dynasty teams when you were losing Super Bowls in the 70s. But if they could have even pulled off the 74, I guess, yeah, the 74 Super Bowl against the Dolphins, nobody talks about the, they talk about the Dolphins' undefeated season. That was the year before, right? Yeah. Uh, But they don't talk about the back-to-back and the Dolphins as a great team of the 70s. And then if you could have gotten... The 75 Super Bowl against the Steelers, does that, they still have three instead of four, but now you take away from their dynasty and you've got back to backs. Just like one here, one there changes the narrative of the the 70s, too. Oh, yes, most definitely. But here we are. Now, now the question then is, though, so if you get one back then, does that change the course of history so you're not a snake bit starting in 87? You mean would they have have one more game later? Like, would you have gotten back to one? I mean, the. The context of this conversation with one title in the 70s and then let's say that the 98 team goes, the context of this conversation now is is altered. It's not completely different, but it's different because you've gotten one then. And let's say you've been to one in the last 42 years. Rami, do you do you buy into, I, I, I tend to, to buy into what Judd's saying, which is even though the players on the current team had nothing to do with what happened in the 70s or the 90s or five years ago, there's sort of this, almost this desperate scent that you can pick up among fans and media and the city itself. And I, it does tend to rub off. On I do you. think that at some point it starts to feed into itself. Like you heard 108 and it got to 108 years. But every year you heard when it came to the Chicago Cubs how many years it's been since they won a World Series. And there was actually a thing that hung on one of the rooftops that... that, that illustrated how many years it had been since the Cubs won a World Series. And if you're a player, you try to block that stuff out and go, man, that has nothing to do with me. But I think it does, it creeps in, it bleeds into to your mindset, to your psyche, and, and into a clubhouse or a locker room where you almost feel, you almost start to buy into that there are cosmic forces in some way working against you. Dusty Baker used to like sprinkle some sort of magic dust Onto onto the warning track out in Wrigley Field before games to try and to try and rid the team of, of whatever kind of bad juju and then abuses pitchers it. and then abuses and his pit- bullpen yeah. right Dusty Dusty you might want to take Pryor out no it's fine was that the same dust they used back in the eighties I think so okay, yeah okay. yeah mm-hmm. 
That's what keeps Dusty. God bless Dusty, but mad did he abuse pitchers? Yeah, we can like this will just be one of our themes of of the day here. We've got people on hold, and we can we can keep going back to this two part question: What would it mean to you if the Vikings did finally win the Super Bowl, and to what degree do they deserve it? Damn it! Six five one six four six eight two five five. Our favorite commercials from last night: Rami's controversial food spread. Yeah, I had critics halftime show too. We got to talk about. Oh man, that. Maroon 6 was great last night. Don't disrespect them like that. Maroon 7? <laughs> Put your shirt back on, okay? I love the tweets last night of Maroon 5, Patriots 3, Rams nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was for 